Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Here's your host, author, founder of Southern Sisters Home, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio program. I do love our subtitle. <laughs> I, I never get I never get tired of hearing that. <laughs> the men who adore us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it's a good There's week. A lot of us out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I count you, add you to the list of people who adore me. That makes it two. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than one. Give yourself more credit than that, Jenny. Come on. I want Earl in there. He's married to me. He has to adore me. <laughs> That's kind of part of the marriage thing, you know? <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, anyway, we are so glad y'all are here with us this week. Um, we're doing our little Facebook Live uh, mm-hmm. here. So for those of you that are watching right now, you're going to hear stuff that everybody else doesn't get to hear until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that's the benefit, folks, listening on the radio. Right. Last week, we gave away a cookbook. Yes, yes. Which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing it again this week. So if you're within the sound of my voice here early on, um, you send me an email, radio at southernsistershome.com. Mm-hmm. And Jeanette, my uh, darling associate, will, <laughs> will, uh, will send you a cookbook and it'll be signed. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll sign so, it. And even if even if you've already got one of Jenny's cookbooks, mm-hmm. it makes for a great gift. Or, or better yet, gift. you keep the signed one for yourself That's what I and re-gift say. the other one that you have. Exactly, <laughs> right? I always say a good Southern woman gets one for herself and one for a friend. Of course. Or her of mother-in-law course. or her daughter-in-law. There's always somebody in your life that could use a cookbook. Oh, yes. Of Southern course. women collect cookbooks. I have noticed that. Yeah. You know, I know what's really funny is my mom collects cookbooks, or at least she used to, mm-hmm. and uh, she... <laughs> She used to have a sign in the kitchen that said, um, basically, I don't cook. Any food you will find will be ordered or pre-made. Ah, and, you know, and it, was, yeah. it was funnier than that, but it's you're right. Yeah. And she still had a stack Some of cookbooks of in yes. the kitchen. I'm you like, know, really? You know why that is? Southern cookbooks are sort of an extension of our culture. Um, we read them like novels, right? Yeah, very true. For a lot of people. I mean, I love to read recipes. I know that sounds... Strange, but I do. Well, I mean, I write cookbooks, so that, that's, <laughs> I guess I gotta like it's in your wheelhouse. reading and writing about recipes. But um, yeah, and, and the ones that have a lot of photographs, you know, oh, I yeah. love. I love to see the pictures. This is why mine have about I got four hundred photographs in each book. So, wow. Yeah, or if very you're visual. Like me, you kind of got an appetite, but you ain't quite hungry enough to right? eat. You just look at a cookbook and then yeah. you're ready to go. <laughs> I'm just itching to give one away. I'm not going to make anybody pay for it. Just there send me an go. email, radio at southernsistershome.com, and one shall be yours. Absolutely. Got one to give away today. Um, you know what? I found out this week. Mm. Uh, we had on last week's show, our Facebook Live video, we had 8,000 views. Wow. Thank you so much, Facebook. Thank you. We Absolutely. love it. And when you send those little hearts and the little thumbs up across the screen, we like that too. Yes. Makes us happy. <laughs> it's always wonderful. Right? It's so wonderful. And we love that too because it's sometimes uh, it's kind of fun to be able to, to see. I feel like I can see y'all, but I can't. I, I'm imagining, you know, what, that you're out there. It makes it easier to visualize who I'm talking to yeah, for some reason absolutely. when the camera's on. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the one thing too, once again, for the folks listening on the radio, I know this is a little out of your element, but mm-hmm. seriously, and it's Facebook Live, but it stays on the Facebook feed. You can go back and watch it like a video. Right. It's just more personal when that when we yeah. get to see you face to face while we're talking. Exactly. It always always makes it better. Right. So you know, if you just got to go see me fumbling with my uh, headphones and making a mess of myself here, just go <laughs> to our Facebook page, Southern Sisters Home with Jenny McCormick Earhart is mm-hmm. our Facebook page. Yes, it is. Yes, and the video's on there all week. We got something else coming up this week. Oh, uh-huh. what is that? Well, I, I, this is exciting for me because uh, I'm a small business owner. Right. Female-owned business, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And we have been picked up, my little product line, which is um, home linens, 
you know, things like uh, placemats and dinner napkins yeah. and tea towels and pillows. And a lot of my saying, uh, my uh, items have kind of sassy Southern sayings on them. Well, and it's also, you the know kind what of, I mean? those are the kind of things, too, that make it a difference between just a house and a home. It's Thank very you. true. It's that's, true, though. Those very little, sweet those thing. Those little, um, what's the word? Accoutrements? Accoutrements. Really do yes. make all the difference. This is true. That's true. And, you know, and it was that was a quote from Steel Magnolias. What separates us from the animals is our ability to accessorize. <laughs> and that is very true. That is on point. <laughs> so a lot of folks like accessorizing their homes with the Southern Sister and Pro- Sisters products. Yeah. But we are, we've been picked up by Zoo Lily. That is so, awesome. I don't know. Congratulations. I, I, well, thank you. We're kind of excited about it. We're a little nervous. we got to be ready for this thing. Uh, we have to ship our items very quickly. Um, but yeah, we're going to be featured uh, we will be a featured vendor on Zulily starting on Saturday, March 12th. That is one week from tomorrow or one week from today, hey, awesome. if you're listening to the show now. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, we're very excited about that. So we're hoping to to kind of get the Southern Sisters name out there. Fun for Absolutely, us. Absolutely, yeah. Another big announcement is we have so many announcements today. Normally, we sometimes we have no announcements, and today we have a bunch <laughs> of them. Um, but also, for those of you that are familiar with Pinterest mm-hmm. and guys... You do not have to sacrifice your masculinity no. to admit that you like Pinterest. You can, you know, leave an anonymous account. You yeah, can do that. you can. <laughs> you know, but for those of you that love Pinterest, you may have heard of something called the Pinners Conference. Mm-hmm. This is basically, how do I describe this? Okay, so Dragon Con is to techies yeah. and video game lovers as the Pinners Conference is to my demographic. Pinterest folks. Yeah, Pinterest folks. Right, yeah. Men and women, creative types. It's a big deal. So I'll just go ahead and put it out there. Honestly, you told me the Pinners Conference, and I'm like, like pins on your shirt or like pins you write with? What are you talking about? So then you explained it to me, and I looked it up, and you're right. Oh, Oh. my gosh, folks, this is a a huge deal. It is huge, 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 and fun, fun, fun. And we Southern Sisters are going to be involved with the conference in three different ways. Uh, number one, we will be there exhibiting our products. Mm-hmm. So this is a great time to come out. We're going to be discounting our products. You can come in and scoop some things up. Yeah. I'm also going to be there teaching a chocolate class. Wonderful. This is my favorite so thing wait, to teach about. Teaching a chocolate class. Are mm-hmm. you teaching how to do things with chocolate or are you teaching people how to eat chocolate? Yes. <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> Usually ends up I'm being more so it. the latter. But. Well, we're definitely going to eat some chocolate. We're giving away some free chocolate at Ooh, the event, and even so more I reason think to go. My, they're expecting ten to tw- uh, ten to twelve thousand people to mm-hmm. attend the conference. My classroom is one of the bigger classrooms, but it only holds about two hundred and fifty people. Sign up so, quick. folks, if you're interested in going, I would love to see you there. Um, I've been teaching chocolate classes for years. This is my favorite class to teach. Wonderful. You will learn about chocolate. You will learn about chocolate techniques. You will taste chocolate. Um, all things chocolate. Yes. At this class. Wonderful. Yes. I think oh. we've titled the class, Eat More Chocolate. Oh, and that is only appropriate. Which that's I like, encourage. It's like a golden rule you should mm-hmm. live by. Right? Yeah. And Eat you know that, chocolate. Nick. We've talked about that. We've quoted, um, you know, French Women Don't Get Fat, the book here yeah, on the air. One of your Southern narratives, or several of your Southern narratives, have been about chocolate. <laughs> There's a common so. thing there. It's, <laughs> it's in my head all the time. So we would hope that you guys would come out for that. And, most importantly, Yay. we are broadcasting the Southern Sisters radio show. Yes, a live from the Pinners a conference. live taping at the Pinners conference. Yeah. That's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, come and see me. We, I would love for you to be there. And if you keep listening and tune in the next few weeks, I'm going to give you a promo code where you can go to the Pinners conference website and get your tickets with a discount. Oh, 
I also have some free tickets to give away. There you go. So we're going to have... Uh, Look at that. We're going to have some little contests. Ooh, giveaways. Always fun. I know, right? Always fun. Free. My favorite price. Free. Free. Anything. Free. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I Win. know. <laughs> what else is going on? Oh, big, big, big news for me. I have long been trying to justify um, taking a nap. What? I'm a big fan of naps for a couple of different reasons. Number one, when I was a young mom and had four children under the age of five and a half, I was especially big fan of naps because oh, yes. if they took a nap, then, you know, mom also got When I watch my rest. son alone at home, I'm yeah. so ready for nap time. Right? Daddy takes a nap too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you there is conclusive proof that napping is good for you. Okay. And the question is, um, how long is good? Because I've heard before that too long of a nap is not good for you. Mm-hmm. Right. But then it needs to be long enough to do some good. Yeah. I got a little chart here. Oh, I have okay. a little chart with some actually sort of diagnostic information about what the right length of a nap should here be. Here we go. Okay. If you fall into the, to the 10 to 20 minute nap, that's called the power nap. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And that is ideal to boost like your alertness and your energy. A 30 minute nap that is shown Uh, to actually may cause sleep inertia, kind of that groggy feeling. Uh, So 30 minutes is really not the best time frame for a nap. However, if you go to 60 minutes, right, if you can give it a full hour, this nap is best for improving your remembering skills. Your your, your remembering. <laughs> that would also be called your memory. memory. <laughs> okay. It's okay. <laughs> remembering things like facts and names. That's the one I need. That's the one I, I thankfully usually get. You an get hour an hour. and a half nap. I lay him down. I love it. I go ahead and lay myself down. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel guilty about taking a power nap, guys. And it's, now you have yeah. scientific proof to back it up. I've got a chart. <laughs> Now, From can the we, internet. <laughs> now, can we get the bosses to start feeding into that? Right. Maybe? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Little siesta. They do that in Spain. Yeah, they, they know what's up. Right. I think it, we could make an argument for that. <laughs> there we Dick. go. We are so glad you guys are here. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters show. Here we are. This is going to be a fun segment. Oh, this is going to be enjoyable. <laughs> For some reason, the segments where we all get to gripe a little bit are like my favorite ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it works. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're not, being, we're not going to be mean. This is just a little, I would say, insightful guidance on yeah. a little bit of social media etiquette. Oh, goodness. We know we could uh, use some more of that yeah. in society for sure. Well, you know, we've all been there. Maybe we posted something we shouldn't have posted. Um, I've been called out before, typically by my children. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, what you does know? that mean called out, though? Okay. Is it one of those, Mom, you know better, no, no. or is it, Mom, it's, come it's, on? It's more abrupt than that. It's typically a text message <laughs> from one of them. I have four, okay? They're all grown. And, um, well, mostly grown. You know, mostly I got two grown. in college and two out, two married and two not. But um, I'll typically get a text message. OMG, I cannot believe you posted that. <laughs> I'm like, What? I know exactly oh, what I'm doing. Oh, you know, yes. I kind of feel like it's my job to embarrass him just a little bit. Isn't it though? I, you know, isn't it though? I would never cross and, the and line. And now, but... folks, just so you know, Facebook is the best place to do it because all their friends see them getting embarrassed. It's right? not just the ones that are at the yeah. front of the school when you drop them off or whatever anymore. See, that's it's great. the thing is, is, as parents, we can reach out to our kids now. We have so much technology at our disposal for keeping up with our kids. Uh huh. Very true. Case in point. We're on Facebook Live right now. Yes, we are. Right? I have a sneaking suspicion maybe one of my daughters is watching the show. Possibly. Yeah. Maybe. Her name is Catherine. She's amazing and wonderful, and I love her. And she's at the University of Georgia. She's a senior. There you go. Catherine, call your mother. (laughs) 
call me. No, actually, I would love to come have dinner with you. Are you listening? Are you listening? Can I come see you? I can leave the studio and drive to Athens right after this and we can have dinner. There you go. Right? You're getting She's called so out. so on the spot right now. <laughs> Her face is red. Her head is in her hands. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's wonderful. <laughs> love you, Catherine. I'm just teasing. I'm just messing with you. No, I do want to have dinner, though. So can I come? Okay. No. So you know what we're talking about now? We're talking about Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's good and it's bad. You know? Yes. Sometimes you love it and sometimes you hate it. Yes. Right? It is uh Right. Definitely I, two sides of a coin. Well, I honestly think that Facebook is responsible for a lot of really bad behavior out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that... It's pres- Specific, you know, especially if we're talking about maybe politics mm-hmm. or any kind of controversial subject. You get that, uh, what is it? Maybe it's called, it's almost like, you know, everyone jokes about you drink too much. It's called liquid courage. Yes. Maybe you get digital courage because, you know, there's so. a, that computer screen yeah. between you and the person you're going to spew at. Right. There's that kind of, you know, you wouldn't do it to their face. Right. But it's just on Facebook. I, I agree. That's probably part I of agree. it. I agree. People get that little, they get almost like trigger happy with the keyboard. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, they just can't, they don't know when to stop. Uh-huh. You know? And now we're going to try and fix that, uh-huh. folks. If you feel like venting on Facebook, I strongly encourage maybe typing it out like in a Word doc. Mm-hmm. Like keep a, I, I keep a Word doc open almost all t- at all times just to put notes in and things like yeah. that or in your notes, whatever. Um, type it out there first, you know, walk away from the computer. Mm-hmm. If when you come back, you still think it's appropriate to post, go ahead. Yeah. That's, that's just a little bit of advice. Just a I little think. Help. Yeah. <laughs> but do you happen to know what the most annoying kind of Facebook update is? Mm. Believe it or not, um, there were several magazines that conducted a survey okay. about this. I kind of compiled, did a little synopsis here. Right. 24% of the people say the most annoying kind of update is an intentionally vague post meant to generate concern and attention. They call it, instead of Facebooking, they call it vague booking. That's so true. Right? The just pray for me. You know. I I, I will. What does that mean? Why? What's going on? Or you post, I wonder whether it's all been worth it. (laughs) What does that mean? I can't believe this is happening to me. I know. So what is happening? Apparently, that annoys a lot of people. I would agree. Twenty-four percent. I would. I would check that. Twenty-four. Twenty percent say chronic complaining. Okay, yes. like ugh, who ordered this rain? So I will say when I go through and periodically cleanse my Facebook page, yeah, those are usually the first people to go. The ones that I notice have completely just meh, 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 uh, you're gone. Right. I don't care even if I agree with what you're complaining yeah. about all the yeah. time. I don't need negativeness like that. So bye. I totally agree. That's usually what I, I do. do. Yeah. You know, we don't need any more negative. There's oh, no. enough. No, no, There's no. nothing there without the negative mm-hmm. people on Facebook. 19% say it's meaningless calls to action. Okay. If you're going to be my friend on Facebook, please don't ask me to do anything. <laughs> don't ask me. To, don't ask, and, and I need to qualify that by saying, don't don't make me do something to prove that I'm your friend. Y- yes. Yes. Uh, that's, that, I, I should have I, maybe uh, been uh, a little more clear about now, that. that. I don't it, mean don't ask me. Of course, you know, if you want me to contribute to something, I'm, I'm happy to do all but, of that. But when that's, I, I think, like you said, the meaningless calls to action. Yeah. Is that like the whole like this page to show you support making sure pandas don't go extinct? Let me give you an example that was actually taken from Facebook, okay? If you want to fight world hunger, put the color of your socks as your status update for the next half hour. I want to see who is brave enough to take a stand. What? Okay, see? Really? Yeah. No. No. How does the color of my socks help fight world hunger? It's some sort of way to prove that you're listening and that you're getting, you know. If you post a link to the World Hunger Foundation and please donate $5... Cool. I'd be more I'm likely good with that. To, that too. sounds awesome. Me too. Yeah, don't, don't make me do something silly to prove Plus, it. Plus, I don't want you to know what color my socks are. That's none of your business. <laughs> Maybe I'm not wearing any. 
Touche. Yeah, no. There you go. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, 14% say the problem is oversharing. All right? Right? Nike, you, you post something like, note to self, next time wear a thong with that wrap dress. <laughs> that is very true. Ask yourself, if, if you have 750 friends, do they all need to know that? <laughs> Do they all need to know about the gallbladder problems you're having no. at the doctor? No. Mm-mm. The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> I, I have nothing else to say about that. Yes. Um, 13% are miscellaneous posts. Like, for example, these would be polarizing posts, like mm. religious or political statements, mm-hmm. um, indecipherable text speak. Yeah. Now, what's indecipherable to me might be perfectly... You're younger. Not, maybe you get no, it. I don't still, know. It's still dumb. Really? It's still dumb. What about games? Are you into the games on Facebook? Uh, you know, and that I think that also, I don't know if that's also mm-hmm. on your list, but that falls in there somewhere. If you yeah. always want me to help you grow corn on your farm, uh, you may not make it through the next Facebook perch. Unfollow. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Now, 10% say the problem is posting too frequently. Yeah. All right. So here's an example. This was taken from Facebook. Uh, 1203 at the time of the okay. post. Chicken salad or tuna? Okay. Twelve, uh, and then again at twelve, twelve. Chicken. Thanks for the responses. Okay. Okay. You're asking people to give you suggestions for lunch. Mm, isn't that more like something you would send to your significant other, yeah. or maybe ask your coworkers if that's what they all want yeah. to go out for for lunch? Yeah. Doesn't need to ask no. all of your friends list. I no. wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I think people just forget that. They think that they're talking to just a small group of close personal friends. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget really that, not. that most people have hundreds of people that follow them on Facebook, and so yeah, right. it's kind of annoying. <laughs> I know, and you need to be careful. I've got a few more little pieces of advice mm. here. Now, these are garnered from a number of different sources. We kind of put them into a sifter and shook them out and took what we thought were really some of the best, mm-hmm. the best suggestions for things that you really should not do, okay? Now, there's probably an endless thing list of things that you should not do mm-hmm. on Facebook. These are a few. Um, these are the top 10 things that are better left unsaid. Okay. We may not get through all 10. All right. I'll put them on the website. There we think? go. You I'm can always refer. Have, yeah. A little bit. Uh, you shouldn't really talk about how much you hate your job. That's, and, yeah. Right? guess what? Employers, if you want to change that job that you hate so much, yeah. which would hopefully be the game plan, the person who's going to hire you is going to look at your Facebook I know. page. Aren't they? So if they see that you're complaining about your know other that. boss. Mm, no. no. It's not a good thing. How about embarrassing pictures of other people? Now, I will tell you. And then you tag me in it. Well, (laughs) there's a solution to that. My girlfriends and I have 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 an understanding. Mm -hmm. You don't post your you don't post pictures. We don't post pictures of each other without prior approval. That's a very good rule. You know what? Because if there are three ladies in a picture, one of us may look great and the other two may look awful. You know, you can post it. And if I'm the one that looks awful, you're kind of like, I don't think I want that one up there. Yeah. Right. You can post it after you crop it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Or edit it or whatever else you need to do. (laughs) How about this? Now, for safety reasons, they say you really should not post your birth year. Oh, yes. Don't do that. Right. Now, your home address, your telephone number, your mother's maiden names. You would think this would be obvious, but it's it's best not to post anything like that. How many times are these people getting hacked and accounts being stolen and identity theft? I mean, don't make it easy for them. No, no. So to avoid that, that, that's pretty obvious. Yes. How about this? Stay away from strong political or religious opinions. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's 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 tough because everybody seems to be doing that. Yeah. Now. Yeah, it's tough. Right. And it can go south really, really fast. It really absolutely can. You know mm-hmm. what sometimes can start out as a, a cordial political sort of discourse, yeah. shall we say, back and forth, um, can quickly turn into name calling. 
Oh, quickly and using using words that could easily get you banned from Facebook. Yes, right, exactly. And and, and then again, using words you don't want possible employers to see. It's no. just a bad bad. Well, place. that actually rolls us right into the next one, which is um, you know, stay away from profanity. Yeah, we you have know? enough bad stuff that we deal with every day. You don't need to drop the f bomb. I know, right? And that is so hard for me because, as you know, I I just hurl <laughs> profanity all the time. But the difference the between when you say it and when it, but when you say it, it happens because you say it. When you right. put it on Facebook, you wrote it down, you looked it's at it, you forever. liked it, and you clicked on post. It's Come on, there forever. Have some cooth. I know, and all you gotta do is take it. You can delete it, but all somebody has to do is take a screenshot, uh-huh. and it's over. It's right? there forever. I don't know. I think we could all learn from some of these little lessons. Yes, we could. You know for what I'm sure. saying? I'm going to go up do a really cordial, non-intrusive post on Facebook. There you go. I got a good one, though. How about this? Uh-huh. Listen to the Southern Sisters radio Boom. program. There you go. It's a relatively... I'm not ordering you to. The best thing you can do with Facebook. Right? And I'm not telling you to post something to prove that you're watching. <laughs> I'm just going to trust you that you're doing it. There you go. But we'll be right back. Sit up straight, Kate. It's time to eat, Pete. Have a banana, Hannah. Try the salami, Tommy. Get with the gravy, Davy. Everybody eats when they come to my house. And welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program. It's the food segment. Yay! Yes, I love the food segment. I mean, we talk about different food every week. We have a great reason to talk about something super delicious today. Mm. It is National Pound Cake Day. What? National Pound Cake yes. Day. Yes. Yes. Let's say it one more That's time. A day it I is can get National Pound Cake Day. That's something I can get behind. I, right? I'll, I'll, I'll support that. I day. love this. I do not need a national holiday to eat pound cake. <laughs> um, you know, this is one of my favorite desserts. Classic Southern dessert. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, who doesn't love a pound cake? I know, right? I, I don't know that I've ever met anybody that doesn't love a pound cake. That's a good point. And there are so many different varieties, different ways that you can kind of alter the recipes I and think, shake them up. I think that's why. Because yeah? if you if you don't like a certain kind of pound cake, right. there's another one out there that fits your taste. I agree. Right? It, it, it just, something will make it work. Yeah. No, you know? no, most definitely. Now, you may be asking yourself, you might, you might be saying, self, where did pound cake come from? And uh, God, there's a history. <laughs> it came he's straight from awesome. heaven, right? <laughs> well, believe it or not, you're, that that is true. <laughs> but the the historical reason is um, the name pound cake comes from the fact that the original pound cakes contained one pound each of butter, sugar, eggs, and flour. No leaveners were used other than the air that was whipped into the batter, right? And in the days when many people, you know, could not read. Okay, yeah. this simple convention made it simple to remember the recipe. So, I, obviously, as everyone knows, I really don't do a lot of the cooking. I do mm-hmm. most of the eating. <laughs> but um, a pound seems kind of overkill, doesn't you it? You think? <laughs> well, imagine this. A cake made of one pound each of butter, sugar, eggs, and flour would have been very large. Yeah, huge. Right? And, and it would have been able to actually serve probably multiple families. Mm-hmm. But as the years went by, the proportions or the portions of the ingredients used were adjusted uh, to make smaller, lighter cake. However, the name stuck. Pound cake. I think that makes sense. It w- did it start in the South? 
It did not. It started oh. in England. Oh, okay. okay. So it was originally an oh. English recipe, but it came over to the U.S. And you may be asking yourself, do you, when did the first pound cake appear in the United States? Yeah, yeah? I know that too. Oh, really? <laughs> Believe it and or not. when is that? Okay, so it was the very first cookbook that was authored by an American and published in the United States in 1796. Oh, wow. It goes back that far. Listen to the name of this book, okay? It's called American Cookery. Right. But the subtitle is The Art of Dressing Viands, Fish, Poultry and Vegetables and the Best Modes of Making Puff Pastries, Pies, Tarts, Puddings, Custards and Preserves and All Kinds of Cakes from the Imperial Plum to Plain Cake by Amelia Simmons. That's a really in-depth title. Yeah, right? <laughs> Basically covers everything, I guess, that was they, that they were eating at the time. Which the, the first name covered pretty well. Exactly. Yeah, that's okay. And that's she, 200 years she ago. covered pound cake. Yeah, she, How oh, about that? That's awesome. Uh, so we can thank, I guess, Amelia Simmons in 1796 <laughs> for at least publishing, right, the first uh, pound cake recipe in, in the, the United US. States. Huh. Right. Wow. And I'm going to talk about my very favorite pound cake recipe today. Mm. This is actually published in my very first book. Um, it is a, it's kind of a no frills recipe. Mm-hmm. I did tweak it a little bit, okay. which um, kind of maybe strained some family relations just a little bit. Uh-oh. You know, there are certain people in my family that felt that the recipe should be unadulterated and never changed. Of course. It, it's called the old fashioned sour cream pound cake recipe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just felt that it needed to have a little bit more sour cream flavor in it. Okay. Okay. So I upped the the quantity yeah. a little bit. In the, I did a lot of, a lot of recipe testing. Um, you know, eventually my relatives forgave me and started speaking to me again. Uh-huh. Right mm-hmm. now, here's the real question: Do they prefer your pound cake? <laughs> well, let's just say they won't admit it, oh, but I know they do. There you go. I know they do. Yeah, they don't. Want, they don't want to admit they like this one better. But you know, after years of trying different pound cake recipes, this is the one that I did finally settle on, and mm-hmm. it was the one that was passed down through my family. Now, it will likely be the only recipe for pound cake that I will ever use. Right? <laughs> um, it's been adapted, like I said, from an old family recipe. I, I did double the amount of sour cream called for in the original recipe to make the sour cream flavor, you know, more discernible. Yeah. Right? And the nice thing about pound cake is that it will soak up the flavor and juices of whatever fruit you choose to top yes, it with, will. right? I'm going to pair mine today with a pineapple compote. Oh, It's a deliciously sweet yum. addition. Oh, yeah. Here's what you do, folks. Okay. And this recipe will be on the website, so you can go to southernsistershome.com and check on the blog, click on the blog, and it'll be there. You're going to preheat your oven to 325 degrees, which mm-hmm. is the perfect temperature for cooking pound cake, baking pound cake. You're going to grease and flour a tube pan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some people use a bunt pan. You get the idea. Yeah. It's got the hole in the center. In a small bowl, you're going to sift together three cups of flour, one teaspoon of baking soda, and one teaspoon of salt. Then in a large bowl, a separate bowl, you're going to combine two sticks of room temperature butter and three cups of sugar until creamy. Mm-hmm. All right. Now you're going to add one tablespoon of vanilla, one 16-ounce carton of sour cream. Mm-hmm. That's 16 ounces, not eight ounces. Sorry, fam. Sorry. <laughs> and six eggs, one at a time. You're going to beat after each egg. Got it? And then you're going to add the flour mixture, one cup at a time, into the big bowl until the whole mixture is fully incorporated. You're then going to pour that into the prepared tube pan, okay? You've greased and floured the tube pan, and you're going to bake it for one hour, mm-hmm. okay? You want to make sure that a toothpick, when you insert it, in the, uh, insert it into the center of the mm-hmm. cake, that it comes out nice and clean, yep. right? I'd cool it for about 30 minutes, right? And then invert the cake onto a serving plate, all mm-hmm. right? Now, this cake is outstanding just by itself. 
Yes. A good pound cake should be able to stand on its own with nothing. Yeah. With no I, would icing, agree, I would agree with that. Right? Yeah. But just to make it extra decadent, because that's how we are here at Southern Sisters, yeah. we are going to uh, include a pineapple compote mm-hmm. recipe to go along with this. This is amazing. Um, this is actually one of my favorite things to serve in the, kind of in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, something about pineapple in the wintertime. Ever since I put that pineapple on my Christmas wreath on that front door over the winter, <laughs> I'm into pineapple. Now, what you're going to need is four cups of fresh pineapple diced one half cup of golden raisins, two tablespoons of butter, a fourth of a cup of brown sugar, firmly packed, and three-fourths cup of pineapple juice. You're going to combine all those ingredients in a medium saucepan, cook it over medium heat, just stirring occasionally until it's reduced by half. Then you're going to spoon that compote right over individual slices of the sour cream pound mm-hmm. cake. Right? I would also personally, i do a little whipped cream. Yeah. If you're feeling particularly wild, maybe a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Oh. Yeah. That sounds good. And you've gone, you've gone to heaven. Nothing that is better. Outstanding. You know, I have a good friend who'll take a slice of pound cake and she'll toast it a little bit and have it with coffee in the morning. Oh. Now you an you, excuse to eat cake in the morning. Right? I need I don't that's good for me. Well, if you've listened to the Southern Sisters radio show before, you will know Jenny Earhart's opinion about <laughs> breakfast food. You know, like I've said before, oatmeal cookies, that's like oatmeal. <laughs> Right? Breakfast food is just whatever Breakfast you eat in the morning. Breakfast food is, you know, come on. <laughs> I, you know, I dare to say there might be less sugar in a, in, in this pa- slice of pancake than there would be, let's say, in a really gooey chocolate Danish I, that some people would eat for breakfast. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So we're just kind of bending the breakfast rules just a little bit. But the Southern Sisters are saying pancake is a perfectly acceptable you breakfast got, you, dish. You heard it here. You now, have what, approval for pancake <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> just, if anybody questions you, just have them call me. Okay. <laughs> Now, how about some different types of fun and unique toppings for pound cake? Now, oh, yeah. this is where you can get original, try different things. Different times of the year, you might want to try different things. One of my favorites to do with a, with a good old-fashioned plain pound cake. Oh, and a side note here. Um, for those of you that have a bakery that you like, right, mm-hmm. or you just want to pick up a store-bought pound cake, I've had some that are very good. All right. Yeah. So some people will then just pick up a, a, a good quality store-bought pound cake, but then they'll dress it up mm-hmm. their own way. You know, they'll tweak it, yeah. um, put some accoutrements on it, as we should <laughs> say, right? How about a stuffed strawberry pound cake? All Ooh. right. Now, what you're going to do here is you're going to take a whole pound cake and you're going to slice it horizontally right across the middle. Got it? And you're going to remove the top half and you're going to spread on the top of the bottom half. You're going to spread soft style cream cheese or even whipped you might Ooh, want to pick up a container of the whipped yeah. cream cheese on the bottom layer, and then you're going to spoon your favorite strawberry preserves over mm. that. Then replace the top cake layer, right? And then maybe do a little bit of additional cream cheese on top, or if you take a few spoonfuls of that, of those strawberry preserves and you melt them down a little bit, just kind of warm them in the microwaves, they get a little thinner, a little Ooh. more runny, then you can drizzle them <sighs> over the top of the pound cake. Oh, that sounds so good. Got it? Yeah, Ooh. it's heaven. It is so Incredibly Yum. amazing. Absolutely love it. How about a trifle? Now, <laughs> this is this is a trifle interesting. Okay. Yes. Now this is. I'm sorry. No, this is a trifle is one of my favorite things to make. And and guys, with a with a, this is particularly a great recipe if you pick up a star uh, a store bought pound cake. Mm-hmm. It's not a homemade one, maybe, but you want to dress it up a little bit. Yeah. Basically, all you have to do if you're having a group come over, this is wonderful. Using a a clear glass trifle dish, you're going to take your pound cake and you're going to kind of cut it up into cubes. 
bite okay. si- bite-sized cubes. And then you're going to layer them in that trifle dish Ooh. with just about anything that you love. Okay? That's a great idea. Fresh fruit, right? Strawberries. Um, you can drizzle chocolate over it and then layer more cake and more. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Mm. Bananas are amazing. Chocolate sauce. This is all a win. Whipped cream. See, and that's the best part is you Vanilla don't even pudding. have to try that hard. I'm still going. Go Stop crazy. me. Stop me, Nick. I just I could keep going oh, with no, this. I'll let you keep going. <laughs> you hitting all the good ones. Guys, it's Pound Cake Heaven in the studio today. Happy Pound Cake Day. Head to the website for the recipes, and we'll be right back. Paco, have an derby, herby. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Show. That's the Talking Heads. Yes, it is. Yeah, now that's another throwback to my 80s. You that's can, you groovy. Can, you can tell the era that I grew up in, right? Okay, so you were like four and five. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. Yes, that makes you a good Southern gentleman. <laughs> you just lie so well. I should worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you lie too I well. I don't lie. <laughs> I do appreciate that, though. Yeah, the 80s. I love that song. So, guys, we are back in the final segment of the Southern Sisters show, and we're talking a little bit about men and women, which is actually one of my favorite topics, mm-hmm. sort of the dynamic between them, right? Dynamic is a good word to use. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's a little more dynamic than other times. Depends on what kind of a day you're having. Very true. Right? But um, and I can speak from experience, being a married woman. Actually, only been married about a, not even a year and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? So I'm just a, still a newlywed, right? <laughs> so, But I was kind of reflecting on um, ways that men and women tend to treat each other. And a lot of there's a lot of guidelines out there kind of for how men should treat women. In fact, yes. a lot of men, right, Nick, and I imagine you, you treat the women in your life very well. I like to think I do, yeah. I, I bet you. I think you do. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, even as, as young boys, we parents often teach their boys, um, you know, this is how you treat a lady. Yeah, right? This is absolutely. how you treat the women. This is how you respect your mother. This is how you treat your sister. I specifically you, remember my dad telling me things. Having that That's conversation. That's not how you treat a lady. That's not how you treat a lady. Exactly. You know, this is how you treat a lady. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Absolutely. And then you can argue this, this day and age whether or not, you know, some of those old fashioned <sighs> ways are a little, you know, politically incorrect anymore. You yeah. know, I personally, I'm just putting it out there right now to all the men out there. If you hold the door open for me as we're walking into a building, if I run into you, I will not be offended. Okay. You know, I think that, that's wonderful. And uh, yeah, and that's my thing is I, I don't even think of that so much as a chivalrous man for a woman. I'm just being a decent human being because yeah. I'll hold it. I'll hold it for a man as quick as I'll hold it for a woman. Well, if there you, you go. Know. So it's not even a, not? it's not even a sex thing, really. No. It's more of a just a just common courtesy. Try to be a nice guy. I hear you. <laughs> well, one thing that women, men and women, uh, as much as we like to think that they're alike, right? And we're alike in some ways yeah. uh, and different in others. Um, men and women definitely communicate differently. Right. And since communication is such a large piece of the puzzle in any relationship, it's imperative to learn each other's languages. Mm. Have you ever read a book called The Five Love Languages? I have not. Yeah, okay. I have not. I was required to read it. Oh, really? Yes. By so who? Well, so Earl and I go in for our premarital counseling, uh-huh. right? <laughs> we went in to meet with our pastor, who we love, and he told us in the first meeting, he says, by the time you come back, I want you to have read the five love languages. And I, I was kind of amazed that at my age, I had not read that before. Huh. I thought to myself, I'm, I should have read that by now. Because I, quite frankly, it helps you understand not only your spouse, but anybody else in your family that you love, your children mm. especially, 
Uh, so we have different languages uh, the way we speak. Some yeah. respond more to um, to compliments and adoration. Others yeah. respond more to physical touch. Yeah. A lot of you men are that way, right? <laughs> you know, some respond more to... Um, what are you trying to say? Well, I don't know. What trying to say. You know what? I'm going to back away from that one kidding. real fast. <laughs> but yeah, no, so we have to try to understand um, while we have good intentions, maybe, we, maybe we're not exactly communicating in the way that our partner can receive it best. Absolutely. You understand? So we also want to understand that it's not so much like like you might be doing something wonderful for your wife, Nick, and you might be thinking... This is wonderful, and I'm so happy that I'm doing it. But what really matters is how is she receiving it? Yeah, how's it you know? taken? And yeah. if you ain't speaking her language, you know. You ain't you, saying much of nothing. You ain't saying much <laughs> of nothing, right. Now, so therefore, in order to effectively communicate, we have to be sensitive, right, yeah. to how the other person on the receiving end will interpret what we're doing. So since men often show their love, they will feel it more deeply when you do the same in return. And guess what? Southern sisters have some suggestions. Okay. Right? So ladies, ladies. ways to show a man that you love him. Number one, and you might think that this is, I don't know how you're going to take this. I hear it, hear our heart when we say this. Compliment him. Okay. Now I'm not saying, you know, putting on a a false flattery here. That's not what I'm talking about. But it may surprise women to hear how rare it is that men actually receive genuine compliments. That's very true. How about that? That's very, very true. We're quick to tell each other, the ladies, how how great they are, how wonderful they are, how great they look. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I don't know. How many times have you been complimented today, Nick? Today? Yes. And not, by the, probably, by the way, honestly, not as many as I would like. By the way, you were rocking that gray shirt. That looks <laughs> fantastic on you. <laughs> You're looking so good today, Nick. Are you well, really thank are? You, so, see, a genuine compliment, though. So, men are often told to be the pursuer in dating relationships, and they feel the need to win a woman's attention and attraction from their competition, right? So, regardless of how silly this may sound to women hearing this, I'll bet a lot of men are, you know, nodding their heads right now. Mm-hmm. You, you, you are, right? So for this reason, men are often on the giving end of compliments, especially when it comes to someone they truly care about. So regardless of how confident a man comes across, you know, acknowledging the man that you love with general adoration will make him feel appreciated and maybe even warm and fuzzy inside. Yes, it does. And yeah. I just want to put a disclaimer on this. When you yes. say that, understand that yeah. we're not used to getting complimented like that. Right. So that you may get a little bit of a stunned look. It may just be kind of a thanks. Exactly. But trust me, deep down inside, we get that warm, fuzzy feeling. Right. Well, you know, and you can just say it effectively and politely and move on. Yeah. yeah you do need to be a little careful here, ladies, because, you know, a lot of times men may misinterpret. If you start complimenting us a whole lot. <laughs> Depending on what you're complimenting, you want to be a little bit careful what with that. What did I forget right. to do? Mm, thank you. <laughs> What's on the honey-do list that I forgot this time? Exactly, right? <laughs> now, how about this way to show the man that you love that you love him? Um, ask him for his advice. All right. Now, this is often a point of contention between men and women, because if a woman tells a man about her problems, she is not necessarily looking for a solution unless she specifically asks for one. All right. So you will notice, though, that a man's instinct is to try to provide one anyway, when he maybe should just be listening and providing her with support she needs. Right. Yeah. Okay. so what this shows, though, is a man's instinct to be a problem solver and to fix things. Mm -hmm. This is my husband to a T. Yep. I will say something to him one night, and the next morning over breakfast, he will say to me, I was thinking about what you said yesterday, and I think I have a solution for you. And then I realize, oh, my word, he was thinking about it. Maybe up 
during the night thinking about yeah. what I had said, trying to find a solution and to I, my problem. And I think that simply comes back to the fact that when when me and my boys sit down and talk, yeah, we don't really share our issues unless it's like, guys, I need I need I need your input. Yeah, you ladies will talk about every problem, and, and you're like, listen, it's I already know what I'm going to do about it. Mm-hmm. I just want y'all to know too. Just so that way you know how to deal with it and you know what I'm going through. It's a different kind of verbal communication. So we take it like we would be told. You got an issue? Let me know. What can I do to help? Versus you just need to vent. And there's the man's perspective on the Southern Sisters radio show. (laughs) That is valuable to me, though. It is helpful. It really is. But see, when we ask him for his advice, you know, just like anybody, it makes them feel useful, Mm -hmm. you know, wanted and needed, right? And now men understand that doesn't mean they have to heed your advice. No. No, I didn't. I'm not pushing it. (laughs) That's a disclaimer for the men listening. I'm not pushing it there. (laughs) How about this? Give them some long hugs. Yes. Now, how many times do we just, you know... Or, or kisses even just just peck and go peck and go you yeah. know you know quick hug and go you Life's know because we're just too busy you know a long hug requires you to stop and slow down mm-hmm. right pay attention to what you're doing right so men often do this this may surprise a lot of you men often communicate physically very true how about that so whether it be through body language you know putting his arm around you or how he tends to stand up taller when other men are around mm-hmm. i've noticed men doing that <laughs> y'all y'all suck in your gut it is subliminal can't even help <laughs> a it taller <laughs> but this is a language that a man instinctively understands so this provides women if you ask me, with a great opportunity to be close to him physically and also send a very important message of love mm-hmm. you know, that he wants to hear or, or feel, right? So holding, him to, holding on to him just a little bit longer or maybe hugging him just a little bit tighter uh, you know, definitely would show that. Nothing makes a ma- at least me, nothing makes me cheese harder than when my girlfriend grabs my arm and puts it around her oh. and I'm just like, <laughs> yes! Really? Win. And I think it's like that middle school instinct yeah. where you're like, the, we're all nervous and should I put my arm around her shoulders and I right. don't know, she might get into it. But then when you do it for us, it's like, yep, mm-hmm, I win. Oh, man. I'm the best. And it really helps. We men, another thing for you ladies, yeah. we men do occasionally need our egos stroked, you know, <laughs> just, no, just a little bit, just really? a little bit. Just a little bit. When you do things like that. You help it. I'm so glad to know that. We need to add that to the list. There we go. You could have written this list, actually, Nick, right? How about this one? We can occasionally suggest that he takes some guy time. Now, if you are a listener to the show, you know that one thing we've talked about on a number of occasions is girls' night in, Mm -hmm. girl time, getting together with your girlfriends, right? We've been over that, right? Oh, yeah. All right. And we'll we'll touch on it again, I guarantee you, in the future. (laughs) But suggesting that the man you love take a little guy time. Now, whether it's just time alone for him or time with his friends, it's important for all of us to be able to unwind every once in a while. So your support and encouragement for him to do some things that aren't necessarily productive, mm-hmm. like, you know, going out and playing golf all day or, or you know, in this day and age, playing on your Xbox, <laughs> right? That will actually give him that feeling of loving reward. Okay. Yes. So you, like, okay, I'm green lighting that for you, baby. You go and you go do, you go play your games, you do what you need to do, and I'm not going to complain, right? So regardless of what a man's guilty pleasures are or indulgences are, it, it, it's good for him not to feel judged mm-hmm. when he wants to do those things. And you know what? This goes two ways. Because, you know, if I want to binge watch Gilmore Girls and eat half a carton of ice cream... Why should you sofa? not be allowed to? I don't know. Yeah. Right? I'm not looking for any judgment. <laughs> you know? Just accept it and move on. My last one, guys, ways to show your man that you love him would be to give him your undivided attention. Mm. Now, this goes both ways, and that's obvious. 
But today we're talking about men, so that's the focus. So an important <laughs> note on this point is that we know women multitask better than men do. Yes. This means you could be, ladies, you could be checking your email and still be giving them your attention. But it brings us back to impact over intention. So while you may feel that way, he may not fully understand it. And so this means that a great way to show him that you love him is to give him your full attention. Mm-hmm. Put down the phone. Yeah, that easy sometimes. Right? <laughs> Put down the phone and live some life. Yes. With the man of your dreams. Uh, there you go. There you have it. We are so glad that you joined us today for the Southern Sisters radio program. Go to our website, all right? SouthernSistersHome.com. And don't forget about the Southern Sisters cookbook giveaway. Oh, we're giving away a cookbook. Email me, radio at Southern Sisters Home. Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs>